This is your Thursday Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. I don't know about you, it feels good when uh, the local teams win. I'll talk a little bit about Minnesota United and the Lynx coming through with victories on uh, Wednesday night that, that got them back into a conversation that I want to have. I'll be joined here in a little bit later by uh, three Minnesota sports fans, all of them frustrated to a certain degree with Bally Sports North, the inability to watch that channel via streaming services right now. Talk to them about not only that, but the future of sports viewing, kind of what their habits are. Really interesting discussion. Kind of wanted to have that with them. I've been wanting to have a conversation with fans for a long time because I've interviewed you know, various other people on this podcast about this kind of impasse with Bally Sports North over the past few months. But really, the voice that had been missing was the voice of the fans. So I want to get to that with three fans I was able to talk to. But first, like I mentioned at the beginning, what did I miss? Minnesota United, 2 nothing win at Allianz Field. First time Allianz Field had been full capacity since 2019 when they had a playoff loss in their first ever game, uh, first ever playoff game in franchise history. So milestone for them right there. Soccer is a game that thrives on attendance. You know, a lot of sports are. Let's, let's, let's face it, every every sporting event is better and much better with, with fans in attendance and as many fans as possible. But I feel like soccer really, really, really benefits from the supporters, from, from all the diehards that come out. And you could feel that energy on Wednesday when, you know, the Loons took a 2 nothing lead really early on Austin kind of cruised to a 2-0 victory and an important win. We've talked about how they struggled at the start of this year. 0-4 start. Looked like they were, you know, maybe wilting in the face of expectations from the previous year, you know, when they made it almost all the way to the finals, got very close to that. Very similar scenario, by the way, to the Minnesota Lynx, who also won on uh, on Wednesday, an important win for them over Atlanta, 87-85. Sylvia Fowles. 26 points, 19 rebounds. Olympian Sylvia Fowles, I should say, too. Um, Links just like Minnesota United, started the season 0-4. Had missing some key players that weren't back from uh, from their overseas commitments yet. And now both of those teams have gotten some reinforcements. The Links get to, you know, Nafisa Collier back from, from that uh, from that overseas commitment. You know, Kayla McBride getting into the mix here as well. Lately, Lynx are 6-3 and three since that 0-4 start. Minnesota United, three wins, no losses, and two draws. So a five-game undefeated streak since that 0-4 start. So they're both creeping back into the playoff mix. In fact, the Lynx would be in the playoffs. They're a playoff team right now if the season ended today, which, it, of course, it doesn't. It's, it's barely started. But point being that both teams have gotten to the precipice now of getting back to level. Now, can they can they get all the way back? Something the Twins haven't come close to being able to do after their disappointing start. All three of those teams entering this summer with great expectations. Both teams, both the uh, Lynx and United, can get back to level if they can win this weekend. Now, it won't be easy for either team. Lynx face uh, Las Vegas on Friday. That's at Target Center, but Las Vegas, one of the best teams in the league um, again this season after a very strong showing last year in the bubble. And for United, they have to turn around and play again Saturday at Portland. I believe that's a 10 o'clock uh, Central Time start, by the way, so you're going to be staying up late if you want to watch that. But you know, bigger picture, both teams getting back into this mix, something I wondered if they could do, something I was wondering at the beginning of the season if they were kind of falling to this burden of expectations. And maybe some of that was happening early on. Maybe more of it was a talent deficit as they waited for reinforcements on, in both cases. 
United getting some reinforcements with you know two high-caliber players coming in, both of them contributing on Wednesday. So now we're going to see what these teams can really do. Can they get back to level? Can they become the teams they want to become and truly become contenders this season like they want to be? Enjoy your money your way when you switch to Royal Credit Union. You can pay friends and family for free, deposit checks on the go, and even get alerts about your accounts sent in real time. Stop in and open your account today or get started at rcu.org slash your way. Insured by NCUA. Happy to be joined today on Daily Delivery by Douglas Farmer, Corbett Harrell, and uh, Tom Pedersen. Tom, Corbett, Douglas, how are you guys doing today? Doing well today. Thank you. Can't complain, Mike. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. I got you guys on because we're going to do an episode on Bally Sports <clears throat> North and kind of this impasse still that exists and kind of where we where we are. I feel like I've done a couple podcasts on this before. I had Jason Gerwin from the Streamable on a few months ago to kind of give us a lay of the land with where are we with Hulu? Where are we with YouTube TV? What's the future of this? I had Mike Diamond from Bally Sports North on when they, kind of, when they did the rebrand a couple months ago. But, you know, the voice that we're missing a little bit is the people who actually consume this. And I'm one of them. But you guys are, you know, by and large, just, you know, fans of local teams who want to watch their teams. And, you know, let's just kind of go from the outset. Like what, you know, let's talk about how you consume, you know, twins, wolves, wild, what you're situation is right now how you're getting it or not getting it and what's your you know what's your frustration level with how things have unfolded in the last 12 or 18 months and maybe douglas i'll start with you with that kind of big picture question about where we are with all this well for me it's it's wolf centric and truth be told i was suffering through paying for cable up until just a couple months ago i moved and i took that as the opportunity to cut it which I knew I wanted to do in the first place for all the obvious reasons. And so my suffering through this, this regional sports network debacle has been short-lived, but I'm honestly dreading it. If it continues moving forward, I'm a wolf season ticket holder and I'd like to watch the other 41 games a year. Even if, you know, they're mostly losses, I would like to watch them without having to pay a portion of my mortgage that direction. How much were you paying for cable? If I might ask. Uh, Xfinity was, you know, actually I have that right around here. It was 142 for cable and internet per month. Okay. So that's, that's fairly, fairly pricey. I mean, 142 for cable plus internet, you're going to pay a decent chunk for internet already. But if you're, you know, if you're doing internet plus kind of one of these streaming services, it's significantly cheaper than that. It's probably like a hundred, maybe a little bit less than that. I'm now paying 50 for internet and I have not added any cable service in the last two months because wolf season ended and I'm kind of able to float. If I need to watch a basketball game, they have these wonderful establishments called bars that I'll go to watch the playoffs. <laughs> okay. But I anticipate adding YouTube TV come fall when college football and the NFL pick up and that, yeah, you're right. That is going to be 60, $65 a month. I'm not getting off cheap, but it'll be less. Yeah. But you don't have Valley sports North on YouTube TV right now because right. that agreement ended in the fall hasn't been added back yet. Um, and, you know, from what I've understood, there's not really much relief in sight there. Uh, Tom, tell me your, what, what do you, how do you consume local sports and, and, and how has this affected you? Sure. So, uh, so we have YouTube uh, TV um, have had for over a year. And um, so going into the fall and winter, um, you know, I wasn't too concerned. I mean, I, I'm an all sports fan, so I follow the Wild Wolves, everything, uh, Twins especially. Um, and I thought, well, when the Twin season starts, that's when I'm really going to have to make a decision 
um, when I'll really, you know, miss it. And, you know, unfortunately, because of the way that they're performing, <laughs> I haven't missed it that much. But regardless, um, uh, I, I don't think that I would pay it going forward um, myself. Um, I've I've just been able to adapt around it, I guess, and um, uh, just haven't missed it as much as I thought I would. I mean, we used to have Twins games on every, every day at home just to, you know, follow them, but um, I've gotten used to it. When you, what did you have before you had YouTube TV? Did you have a more traditional cable or satellite or did you have additional di- different streaming service? What were you doing at that point? Sure. Same as Douglas. We had that Xfinity previously. And you were looking to maybe cut some, cut the cost a little bit, go to YouTube TV because it had kind of the things you wanted at that point, right? They had at that point that you added it, they probably had what was then Fox Sports North, right? Exactly. Yeah. Just cut the cost down and, and everything else about YouTube. Uh, you know, we like so, uh, but yeah, that's that's why we made the decision. And I had Sling originally when we kind of went from the bigger kind of direct TV to you know, I was like, ah, can we get a little cheaper? Like, I had Sling, so we had the you know, I think it was like it was pretty cheap at the beginning, like the basic package would had which had FSN at that point was like $30 a month, and then they dropped, um, they dropped the channel a couple months, a couple years ago. Then who I got Hulu. Hulu dropped it. I'm still kind of in this in-between space now. So I'm kind of like you. I'm like, well, I'm kind of adapting around it. I just don't watch it as much. And that's got a concern, probably some of these teams and, and, you know, even these carriers like, Hey, once you're kind of out of sight, out of mind, if the team is not great, then, you know, what, uh, you know, what's the incentive to add it back? Uh, Corbett, give me your kind of big picture. What, what's, how do you consume these teams? Well, um, right now uh, I, I don't follow the twins very closely as much as I used to. And I, I've, been, I've got a picture of target field back here. So that's a big blow. Um, on the other side, that gave me a lot more opportunity to follow the links this season because most of their games are on national um, outlets this season. And I lucked into a mother-in-law who's very, uh, giving with her streaming password for her Xfinity pursuit, even though she lives across the country. But um, so that, that checks off like the, the national networks, but the local stuff, when it falls onto just Bally sports or Bally sports North plus um, I'm waiting for the, the league pass uh, option to go back and stream it again. I'm, Luckily enough, I, I have no problem going back and rewatching the game after the fact. Um, I enjoy the the minutia in it, but sure. um, you lose a lot of that, you know, edge of your seat uh, that live sport brings on. But the the chasing around to to different providers, I've I've done that in two different states now. Um, uh, I've done it through cable, through streaming services, and all that, and uh when it left youtube tv which was our last provider like i just couldn't do anymore um and so you get the national providers if if it's a big enough game and i i can do it like there's people out there willing to share their feeds with you (laughs) right right now you know all three of you kind of sound like you're a little bit in the similar boats um you know douglas maybe a little bit you you had xfinity then you you dropped it because you moved essentially but I think, like I just said, the, the biggest thing that seems to me that's got to be the, the catch here for, for teams is once you, 
once you realize you don't have to watch every single game or that you can kind of pick and choose or like, yeah, I want to see five games a year. I'm willing to go to a bar or I'm willing to kind of like, you know, get together with friends to watch the games I really want to watch. Doesn't that kind of take the team out of your consciousness a little bit? Have you, have you found that to be the case a little bit that you're filling the gaps with, with other things other than live local sports? Well, you, you raised a good, I, I raised the point and, and Tom echoed it and Mike, you, you confirmed it again, that, some of it is if the team is any good yeah. and there's this problem in the twin cities where sometimes that makes these decisions a little bit easier. Do I need to watch the Timberwolves suffer through a, a five game road losing streak? No. Does anybody need to watch the twins right now? Not so much. It's, it's mental health in that respect. And so that makes that decision a little bit easier. Yeah. It's a good point. If the twins were doing what we thought they would do this year, maybe they'd be more pressure to figure it out, to add cable or to add a provider that has the, that has that option. Right. It's that that's certainly a piece of this conversation that is harder to quantify, but it can't be denied. And I think teams yeah, I mean, that, there's many ahead, nights please. where I'll get a text from a buddy, you know, saying, hey, are you watching the twins? Uh, you know, Snow just hit a three run homer. And I realized I completely forgot that they were even playing that night. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And that's that's got to be the, the the teams have estimated that they could. You know, the viewership is down, you know, maybe by a quarter or even, you know, a third because of because of this, you know, stalemate where the the carriers, you know, it's not on Dish Network right now. It's not on, you know, Sling, Dropped It Forever Go, Hulu, YouTube TV, um, you know, some of these places that, you know, are non-traditional that, but that are streaming and they have millions of subscribers. You can't get it that way. And, you know, the other side of this is you know Sinclair bought these regional sports networks maybe going on 18 months two years ago now and lost some money early on and has now you know made some hard business decisions and is looking at this kind of standalone app perhaps they want to maybe launch in 2022 in time for the baseball season this was all New York Post reporting not that long ago but you know talking to investors about a price point of $23 a month to have access basically to that one channel. It's not like, I don't think it's the suite of all the, all the regional channels across valleys. I think it's kind of the one that you would get in your local area. Um, What do you guys think about that idea? Either, you know, a as an idea and B as a price point. I think honestly, there's not enough content being, delivered through the the Bally Sports brand right now to warrant either a standalone app or that price point. If you look at other streaming services or even other streaming options for sports, like the that's on the higher end of all the the price points. Like ESPN Plus is five bucks a month and that's not bundled with the Disney stuff. Uh, um, you you buy the full premium NBA league pass. That's still less than 20, like just around 20 bucks a month when you break it down for a full year, but you're caught by the blackout. Right. And that that's, it's like, they're trapping you with that if you want the local teams. But um, I mean, if you look at the price point for somebody that's out of market to follow their favorite teams, that they're making out like a bandit compared to people in the local area. Yeah, for sure. Douglas, you have a point on that? 
Well, I, I'm okay with the idea of the standalone app. It, it's not enough content to support it. Sure, but you, you play those three sports a year and we're going to tune in. I'm really curious why they chose $23 as it was reported. Corbett's right. I pay two sixteen a year for League Pass, which 23 over a year would be 276 a year and is significantly less content than NBA League Pass. Sure, if I'm a diehard Twins fan, it's a different conversation, but... <clears throat> It's just such a, such a high price point in that respect. It would make it as if I saved no money cutting uh, Comcast Xfinity and getting fiber plus YouTube TV plus a $23 a month app. I'm now back where I started with, with more headaches. Man, that's the problem, right? Once you, you know, once you go down this road, you start adding $10 here, $23 there. Is this, you know, again, that's just a, a notion. I don't know if that's the final, that's just the idea at this point, but, you know, nothing has been even developed yet. That's something that's, you know, probably a, a close to a year out anyway. But if it, if that is the price point you're talking about, well, I've got Netflix, I've got, you know, I've got ESPN plus, I've got this, I've got that. Uh, at, at a certain point, you're right. It becomes cost prohibitive. You're just going to go back to cable, which maybe is what they want you to do in the first place. Well, for the most part, I'm okay with those pile on of items because when I when I cut traditional cable, the only thing I lose moving from traditional cable to YouTube TV is this. And I, Netflix right. already existed on my account and ESPN sure. Plus already existed on my account. But the idea was, well, I'm going to save 30 to $50 a month. And instead that just immediately becomes a wash. Yeah, exactly. Tom, what do you think? What do you think of the idea of that of an app that delivers just that one channel and if, if that becomes kind of the future model of how this works? Uh, well, again, I, I personally wouldn't pay, pay it. <clears throat> uh, one thing that, I, that surprised me today was, so I'm old enough to remember when Spectrum was around in the early 80s. Um, I didn't recall that they charged $19.95 a month and that was just for North Star games and 50 Twins home games. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. So, you know, they were charging almost 20, 40 years ago. Um, and now, of course, they went out of business after about two years, so it didn't work <laughs> out for them. Um, but I, I had forgotten that. Um, and again, I still, I just personally wouldn't pay the additional, like you talked about, all those other costs you're paying for ESPN Plus and so on and so forth. So, um I, I, uh, I just wouldn't do it. Is that a matter of the cost or is it a matter of the principle of it? <laughs> uh, I would say both. Um, probably more the principle, but both definitely. Corbin, what about you? What would, you know, <clears throat> I, I get the sense you, you live in the twin cities now, or do you, are you out? of? Market? I live in St. Cloud, St. Cloud. Um, so yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, out of, you know, you're not going to, if you get league pass, you're not going to get the wolves games that way. Um, no. what, a $23 a month investment, you know, let's assume that you could you know, kind of turn the spigot on and off kind of like you can with, you know, all these other streaming services. Basically, you don't necessarily have a contract. Is that worth it to you during the NBA season, say, to, to have access to all the Wolves games? Or by the time it's offered, are you like, well, I, I kind of stopped caring about it all that much? I, I mean... I don't think I could do that price point. It just doesn't make sense when you you look at other options out there and the, the content they're delivering. Um, if for a lower price point, I, I would absolutely consider it. Um, you know, I'd maybe even keep it year round. Um, but the $23 just doesn't add up to that ability. Like you're, you're talking about 
the amount you'd be able to actually go to a game once a month out of your pocket for a streaming service that is only going to allow you to to watch games and you can't even really go back and watch them because the leagues themselves own the replay rights so if you go on at least in my experience in the past with the fox sports app it was only on there for a, a number of days afterwards before it disappeared so you couldn't even go back and watch past games now, Mike, here's what I had mentioned to you that it yeah. sounds like at least Corbett and I would be on board with the lower price point. Then I get to be curious, well, how how secure are they going to be with this standalone app? Can I split it with four friends? And now suddenly we're each paying four dollars and change a month. The question would be, can we watch games simultaneously? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know how that how that would work. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even know how many people can. I can't remember. Like, I feel like Netflix has a certain number of people that can be watching at the same time maybe it's three i can't really remember but i you feel like we upgrade to five you can upgrade to five okay i think our account is like capped at three and we like run into it every once in a while just within our house because you know kids are watching it on tablets and we're watching it on tv and things like that but and you know if you had something i believe is five screens as well now if you <clears> could <throat> split it up that way then it becomes less cost prohibitive then it becomes kind of a matter of coordinating um and you know making sure that you know someone's got the account someone's gonna you know someone's gonna be doling out the the passwords and making sure everybody's you know being able to stream it but uh, i don't know i don't know if that would be of interest to them or if they'd be pretty tight on no you one you know one login one person watching per per password something like that i don't know how that would work exactly so here's a question that i have is how can the um with the amount of viewership and, and revenue and fans that the teams are losing, how, how can the teams not have more, be able to put more pressure on to get something done? That's a good question. I think, you know, we, we've heard Dave St. Peter talk about this in the past, the president of the twins. Um, you know, I think basically they don't have a lot of leverage because the, the leagues ultimately control the negotiations with, you know, with, with the TV contracts, but the providers are kind of the ones that are negotiating with the actual, you know, with the actual, it's, it's, it's a really a negotiation between Sinclair and these individual carriers and not really the leagues. Now I bet the leagues at a certain point could exert a certain measure of, Hey, you know, like we feel like we're losing a big chunk of audience. And even if we're still getting a lot of revenue because the contracts are there, like five years down the road, are we going to have you know a, a deal where twenty or thirty percent of the people we thought really cared about our sport don't care about it anymore? So I think I think they would be able. I think whatever pressure they'd be able to put on things would have to be you know maybe more unofficial than official, if you know what I mean. Like they, I don't think they have a lot of leverage in those specific negotiations of how much things are going to cost or how things are going to work. I think the the one thing they would have a certain amount of control over is the idea of this app because i think they would have to sign off on that to a certain degree because this is a different rights negotiation i would think um i think that even said that in the new york post story like that the leagues are gonna have to this is this is kind of the hurdle that negotiations the league and maybe that's maybe that's the point where they gain back some of this leverage i'm not sure i've also assumed the unfortunate timing has played a part sure the the first three to six months of this standoff was in the before times but for the last year the leagues have one, had other things to worry about, and two, probably realized, well, our ratings are down no matter what we do. We're not going to fight this battle right now. And so I do wonder if the next six months, it's, okay, this matters again. Yeah, that could be, especially as people, you know, 
especially as they realize that people are, you know, returning to something close to normalcy. And so are these leagues and they're, they're trying to, they're fighting an uphill battle and recapturing everybody's attention. You know, for a little while, there was somewhat of a captive audience. And I think that was what was fueling a, a lot of the, you know, the, the particularly loud anger that I would hear from fans. Like I can't get, I can't get my teams on TV and this is all I have right now. Like in September, October, November, like I want to watch the wolves. I want to watch the wild. I guess the wolves probably hadn't started yet, but you know, like by December, January, when we were sitting there in the middle of winter I and mean, you can't really go to games yet, you can't really do much of anything. If you can't watch your teams, you're going to be extra upset. So it's a, it's definitely an interesting dynamic uh, to, to play out there. Couple more just kind of sentiments before we go. Really enjoying this conversation with uh, Douglas Farmer, Corbett Harrell, and Tom Peterson. Um, what do you think? You know, going forward, how do you, how do you, what do you see as the future? Because I've I've heard all sorts of things about, you know, Bally. Obviously, the rebrand is is going to be is going to take us into a sports gaming direction at a certain point. Whether that's gambling per se, which isn't necessarily legal here in Minnesota yet, or whether it's you know kind of you know, more of this kind of fantasy type games you can play. How do you imagine the, the future of, of that evolving? And what is your appetite for that? I'll go ahead and say I'm all for it. I have been known to dabble in these things. I, I like your usage of the word necessarily when discussing if it's legal or not in Minnesota, that it's not necessarily legal, but there are ways around that. And even on a broadcast like that, there's free uh, free play to pick type of games. I think right. that's the technical jargon. And so if they really want that, it's, it's certainly applicable in a broadcast right now, if they could get people to watch. So I'm kind of, I'm probably not probably I'm the old guy on here. And um, I, I just, I don't like the idea of it. I mean, I watch a lot of discovery channels and now they've started discovery plus and you know, it's only five ninety nine a month, but like we talked about earlier, you know, you get that then ESPN plus and this and that. I, I just don't like all those add on things. I'd like to know I'm paying a set amount uh, and that's it. So I, um, it's just something that I'm, uh, I'm against personally on discovery plus. Can you gamble on whether like the cheetah is going to catch the animal or is that the... <laughs> uh, that's all reality <laughs> shows now, man. <laughs> Corbett, what do you, what do you think about the future? It, it's going to open that door, I guess, to, to adding in the gambling stuff. And I, I mean, I've, I've thrown some dollars down on, on ridiculous bets in Vegas um, in the middle of spring training. Um, but, um, you know, it, it grows some of the game. It's whether or not it's going to be excessive, I guess is going to really depend on where the advertising dollars start pouring in. But if they're dropping more and more viewership, it's going to be a question of how many advertisers are going to want that audience. Last question for all you guys. And it sounds like none of you have, you know, at least um, a, a service that provides Valley Sports North right now. Do you imagine adding that anytime soon? If we get to next basketball season and there's no, no way for me to watch the Wolves away games, I will either need to find a friend who is willing to give me that Xfinity uh, login that I can somehow, I will need to find a way once we are into a more, normal basketball season when the wolves at least through November and December, when the wolves can pretend to be competitive. <laughs> how about, how about Corbin? Tom? I mean, I, if there's no other way around it, like, as I said, there's, there's ways to find the games out there. If you're wanting to find them, I would prefer to be able to do it in a, as uh, up and up manner as I possibly can. But 
I mean, I'm I'm not going to fight the system to do it either. So, Hey, guys, appreciate it so much. Really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for uh, for taking the time on Daily Delivery today. Hope you guys are listeners as well to a certain degree. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let, let's let's keep in touch on this as we go along. All right. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. I know this Valley Sports North subject is kind of my pet subject. I've done a few podcasts on it now, but I just think it's fascinating to watch an entire kind of segment of fans be shut out of watching the teams they want to watch. Um, and I know they have other options. I know, you know, AT&T, uh, AT&T TV has an option where you can watch, uh, you can stream, um, you know, the cable and some satellite has it too. That said, they used to have this channel on the, on the services they had, and now they don't get it anymore. And they're, they're, they're frustrated, and I get it. I just, I'm clearly wondering where this is all headed in a year or two and what this is going to look like down the road for the future of sports viewing. Let's end quick with the cooler. Are we headed for a uh, Phoenix Suns versus Atlanta Hawks final? Wouldn't that be very, very strange? Neither team were even in the playoffs last season. You realize that? The Hawks were 20 and 47. And I know we've got a long way to go here uh, before either team gets all the way to the finals. But man, Atlanta now up 1 nothing in the Eastern Conference finals after beating the Bucks, coming back to do it in that game Wednesday night in game one. Phoenix up 2 nothing in their series over the Clippers. So it's not far fetched that that's the series we're going to see. Nobody would have predicted that at the start of this year's playoffs. But here we are with the possibility of that being it. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say they should give you hope if you're a Timberwolves fan. These are completely different franchises, completely different scenarios. But I am saying maybe there's becoming more parity in the NBA, and it is possible to break through if you get the right combination of players. That'll do it for today's show. Thanks for joining me so much. I'll be joined by MMA fighter Tim Johnson on Friday's show. Looking forward to that conversation. A really interesting story he is. He's got a big fight Friday night on Showtime. Thanks for listening today. As always, write a review, leave a rating on wherever you get your podcast, download this podcast, read the Star Tribune wherever you get it, and I'll catch you again on Friday.